Hi, and welcome to this audio edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. On this program, we discuss polygamy and Mormon fundamentalism from a biblical Christian perspective. We talk about the history of polygamy, its modern-day fruit, share stories from people who have escaped polygamy, and talk about current events relating to polygamy. You can learn more about the video edition of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. And now, here's Doris. Welcome to Polygamy, What Love Is This? I'm your host, Doris Hansen. Thank you for joining us. We want to talk uh, tonight about uh, some Temple Recommend questions that we started in our show last week. We talk about polygamy on this show, and we also talk about the founder of Mormon polygamy, who is Joseph Smith, and so he's going to be the topic of most of our show tonight. If anyone that you know, or if you yourself is in a polygamy group and would like to get out, you can contact Shield and Refuge Ministry for help. Uh, They can help you escape safely, the toll-free number, and the web address is on the screen, and all information is held in strict confidence. If you want to make any suggestions or comments about our show, you can send us an email. The email address is on the screen. It's email at whatloveisthis.tv and our telephone number uh, for for the show phone calls are 385-240-2888. Now our, our last show, our topic was would Joseph Smith have been able to pass the present-day worthiness questions uh, in order to obtain a temple recommend. And this is the second part of the two-part discussion with our guest, so I'd like to quickly introduce and get started on our discussion, uh, our guest, special guest, uh, <laughs> Annette Alden, and Thank of course, you, good friend. Thank you for coming. Thank you. And for sharing your thoughts and tell our viewers about your blog again so that they can know um, where to find it. Mormonism for the number four, dummies.com. And the dummies refers to my husband and I. We were dummies, and we got duped, and we just want to share everything we've learned to others and help them. And and you're doing what everybody should do. You investigated, you researched, you checked it out. You you just checked out everything that you heard, both pro and con. Absolutely. My husband has said to me, I see you research for weeks to write a paragraph for your mm-hmm, book. Mm-hmm. And that's, I do. It's, that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely the way it is. You know, we ended our last show on the Temple Recommend questions. We got to number nine. Mm-hmm. And so tonight, today we're going to do uh, numbers 10 through 15 and then talk a little bit about a couple of other options. So uh, we need to remember that the polygamous although some of them don't have temples, they still have stricter requirements than the LDS have stricter requirements than the LDS have. So um, we want to finish what, uh, and and with a disclaimer that um, that this is not, the temple recommend questions do not uh, at all illustrate Christianity because that is not what Christianity is all about. So let's finish what you believe would have been Joseph Smith's answers to the present day temple recommend questions with question number 10. Do you pay a tithe? Well, I think they said, Full tithe. (laughs) Full tithe. 10% of all your earnings. Uh, No, he never paid any tithing. He was anxious to take everyone's money and use it for his own benefit. If it had not been for the Book of Mormon scheme, he would not have been able to pay off his father's debts and his debts and, and make both of their families very comfortable. So he used other people's money, such as my husband's great-great-grandfather who owned Long Island and gave all that money to Joseph Smith. 
and his religion. Mm -hmm. So he took everybody's money and used it. And he lived off their... And he lived off it. He lived off their tithing. Absolutely. And, I, and in all the research I've done, I've never found where there was any record that he paid any tithing whatsoever. He did take tithing, but he did not give well, tithing, no, at least in what I've been able to, to find. Mm -hmm. So his answer to that question would have been... No. No. <laughs> Number 11. Do you keep the word of wisdom? <laughs> no, he didn't. Um, as a matter of fact, he had a little bar in the mansion house, and Emma said, either it goes or I do. But when he was uh, in Carthage jail, he paid a dollar, I believe it was, for some whiskey, two rolls of tobacco, and some pipes. Mm -hmm. And, right. uh, you know, he had whiskey in one hand and a gun in the other. He couldn't have been a martyr because he shot and killed two people down mm -hmm. the hall. Or injured them, I'm not saying he, he shot, well, he, he killed two people. Two he pe injured okay, more so. than, I think he injured more, injured more than that. Empty but, but, but the, uh, Now, the word of wisdom really is something that is one of those things that grind against me because the Bible's so clear that we don't are not judged on what we eat or drink. Jesus proclaimed all things clean. He proclaimed mm -hmm. that. Even modern science tells us that tea and coffee has health benefits. And like God didn't know that then. Of course This is new to God. Yeah. Um, but you're right, Joseph Smith and Hiram and John Taylor were in the jail together and they ordered the, the tobacco and the, the wine. Now, or booze Whis or whiskey, uh, yeah. it was whiskey. But the thing about the tobacco is, if they'd never had tobacco before, a new user of tobacco gets deathly ill oh, the first do. time they use it. So mm -hmm. they have to be accustomed to tobacco in order to have wanted it. Mm -hmm. So that tells you that they had it before. But Joseph Smith was a smoker. Yes. He wasn't a stranger to strong drink, and he wasn't a stranger to tobacco. From the Joseph Smith's history of the church, I want to quote, where he said, We then partook of some refreshments, and our hearts were made glad with the fruit of the vine. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's wine. Also in Joseph Smith's diary on January 20th, 1843, he said he had tea with his breakfast, but he wished it could have been stronger tea. <laughs> he, was also, he also accused Emma of trying to poison him by putting poison in his coffee. Okay, history of the church notes that he drank beer with a friend, and another time he rode through the streets of Nauvoo smoking a, a cigar. Mm -hmm. Now, I've got some links that we're going to put on the screen that our viewers can go to and find out more information. We're not making this stuff up. No, it is terrible. true. You can go to utlm.org. There's also a, a thesis at Brigham Young University where some of this information was picked up from Joseph Smith as an administrator. So, uh, no, he no. would never have passed his never. own word mm -hmm. of wisdom. Morbin writer John J. Stewart said this, and this is one of the reasons that the, the word of wisdom grinds against me. He said, quote, my brethren, if you drink coffee or tea or take tobacco, are you letting a cup of tea or a little tobacco stand in the road and bar you from the celestial kingdom of God where you might otherwise have received a fullness of glory? Food and drink worthiness blatantly contradicts God's word. That is damnable heresy. Romans 14, put this alongside John J. Stewart's thing, uh, uh, quote we just read, and see how it fits in, where it says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and approved by men. 
food and drink have nothing to do with anything. Exactly. And the Joseph Smith translation, like you mentioned before, he never changed the wording of that, of these uh, verses in the New Testament that allows us to partake of food and drink. Another great verse is Colossians 2.16 that fits right in with answering the temple recommend question. Mm -hmm. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or drink or in respect of a holy day or of the new moon or of the Sabbath days. We're forbidden to judge others according to what we eat or drink. We're forbidden to. God has freed us from those restrictions. So answering these questions uh, in order to get into their temple is heretical. And Jesus never would have made it either. No, never. He never would have made it. Not based on their no, questions. No, because he, he had wine at the, at the weddings and so forth. Mm -hmm. Even w uh, when the Kirtland Temple was uh, dedicated, everyone fasted and they went into the temple and had wine mm -hmm. before the dedication. Mm -hmm. So obviously alcohol was kind of was used. used at the mm -hmm. beginning of the church. Yes, it was, and after the beginning of the church as well. So the answer to that would have been no, he wouldn't have made it no. into the temple. Mm -hmm. Number 12, do you pay child support and or alimony? And if so, are you current on said support? How would he have answered that one? I looked everywhere to see if he ever supported any of the women that had some of his children. And I have researched enough to know some of the names of them, but you'll have to read my book to find out who they are. <laughs> but no, he did not support anyone. He barely could support Emma. Mm -hmm. And like I said, with the, uh, the Golden Bible was what got him the money he needed mm -hmm. to take care of his family. Mm -hmm. uh, but he didn't support any other woman that he'd had relationships with. And you're so right and it's so sad when you read in Sacred Loneliness and some of these other stories about their plural wives that he had how how they they lived in such poverty some of them mm -hmm. and and um, he didn't he didn't uh, add to them. We know that Joseph Smith did have at least one child and possibly several uh, from affidavits of other women of the, some of his plural wives but we read in In Sacred Loneliness Todd Compton wrote that book about his plural wives about um, the Partridge sisters, Eliza and Emily Partridge, who were sister wives, plural wives, to Joseph Smith. It's a long story, but Emma found out about their sexual um, relations with Joseph Smith, and <laughs> yeah. so Emma forced Joseph Smith to evict them from their home. They were living in the Smith home at the time they, that he married them and had sex with them. And so he complied, and... Uh, they had no place to go. Emily and Eliza Partridge had no place to go. And we read from In Sacred Loneliness, page 410, what Emily Partridge said about this, and I quote, Joseph came to us and shook hands with us, and the understanding was that all was ended between us. That was it. Yeah. This the, he shook hands with the two sisters, and I their, got what I wanted. Their so, eternal yeah. plural celestial mm -hmm. marriage was over, and we're done, just like done. that. They mm -hmm. had no place to go. They had lived with the Smiths uh, in this small the, the home. He celestial married them, and had sex with them. Emma found out. Insisted they leave. They had no place to go. There was no support. He did not support them. So how would he have answered that temple no. question? <laughs> Absolutely no. no. <laughs> Number 13 of 15 questions. Do you keep the covenants made in the temple and wear the temple garment night and day according to the covenants made in the temple? I don't think a sociopath can really make a covenant under any circumstances. But um, the, all the men 
who went to Carthage jail made a conscious decision to remove their garments before they went to jail. That is interesting, isn't it? Well, especially when uh, LDS people are taught that the garments uh, will protect you mm -hmm. from any sort of harm so or accident. He, so if he had had them on, would he not have been shot and killed? He would have been, <laughs> <laughs> because there's no magic underwear. But uh, no, if it, if it was supposed to be what Latter-day Saints are taught today, why would he remove them and not... Uh, honor what he felt they stood for. It's interesting that in a place like a jail where it is not necessarily a safe place to be that he would choose not to wear the garments there. It's mm -hmm. it, We don't know why. I haven't read why he decided not to wear them but uh, again it goes back to um, we don't make covenants with God. God, the new covenant is, is the new testament is the new covenant and it's Jesus on the cross. Mm -hmm. It's not wearing garments and making covenants in temples and all that kind of thing. So he had it so many so much backwards. Uh, and besides that, Jesus is our covering. The, the New Testament over and over tells us to clothe ourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ, not with man-made garments. They have no protection and no coverage at all. Um, they were supposed to also, aren't the garments supposed to also keep the the member walking the straight and narrow way yes. morally? Yes, they are. They're to remind you to kneel and pray, to eat uh, good food. And to remind you if you're going to have sex with another woman, not to, maybe? I would hope so, yes. But so what did, <laughs> where did all these wives come in if he's wearing his garments? Maybe he wasn't wearing them as much as... He let it on. Or maybe they didn't help him at all if he did. We don't Obviously, know. Based on his behavior, mm -mm. we can say no. No. Okay. Number 14. Uh, have you made a confession of any serious sin to church leaders? Again, sociopaths never believe that they've done anything wrong. Uh, they, they don't. They have no guilt. They have no capability of true love and no capability of true guilt. So they can't they think they can do no wrong. Right. Who would have he have confessed to? Is on the top of the pyramid. Exactly. Who would he have confessed He'd to? Probably, well, I remember uh, reading uh, where he was walking down a street with uh, Marx, I think it was. Brother Marx, William Marx, William Marx. I was going to say William Marx. And he said, "You know, this polygamy thing is going to destroy the church." That's the only place I ever heard that he admitted to something that was possibly wrong that he had started. And I'm, you know, I'm not sure that he really was serious about that or mm. what, because he cause was taking plural wives up until about a month before he was killed. Yes. Um, and like you said, and now I may be wrong on that timing, but he it was up close to when mm -hmm. he was killed. God considers, he's black and white on what's right and wrong. God is. He does, mm -hmm. There's no gray areas mm -hmm. with what he thinks is moral and what he doesn't think is moral. And what Joseph Smith considered serious sin um, would have been different than the way the Bible explains it. But I think what is, Joseph Smith is guilty of bearing false witness. He lied. He was guilty of adultery. He lied about that too. He was guilty of false prophecy. Thus saith the Lord when the Lord didn't say. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and many other things. But sadly, Joseph Smith's sins became church doctrine sometimes. Sometimes they did. Like polygamy. Mm -hmm. 
became church doctrine. So well, he, he was uh, quoted as <coughs> saying, uh, if, I, if there's a cloak, please cover me uh, for my sins, and I will take a cloak and cover you of your sins. Like, so, can you scratch my back and I'll, I'll scratch, scratch yours? yours. Is that exactly. what that is? Mm -hmm. he, now, there, there's a uh, love covers a multitude of sins, the Bible tells us, but that is not at all what Joseph Smith was saying. No. It's totally different. Okay, so the answer to that question would be no. No, he did not. Number 15, do you regard, this is the last question, do you regard yourself worthy to enter the temple and take part of the ordinances within? Oh, yes, he would. <laughs> he would have regarded himself <laughs> yes, worthy. Uh, pomp and circumstance and <clears throat> wonderfulness, he would have <clears throat> thought that he was worthy. But the actual qu uh, answer would be no, because he was not worthy. Well, he, he claimed that he, he claimed did a better job than Jesus did. Well, so yes, and that's, that is so blasphemous. Uh, how is it that I can hold the church together uh, and Jesus could not? Yeah. A little blasphemous there. Very much so. <clears throat> this is obviously a self-test question, this number 15 is. Mm -hmm. What's interesting <clears throat> is that the Bible also has a self-test question, but it's not equivalent to the temple question, uh, uh, this number 15, where a person must proclaim themselves worthy or not worthy, or worse, that where a sinner has the authority to judge another sinner. The biblical self-test question is not a worthiness examination because all of the Bible proclaims that none of us are worthy except Jesus. And I'd like to quote the, the self-test, 2 Corinthians 13, 5, where it says, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you unless you fail the test? So the question is not if we think we can say yes to worthiness questions. Our own pride and self-righteousness would often make us think we are worthy. But the test is, does Jesus Christ live inside us? If he doesn't, we fail the test. You see, it's only Jesus who is ever worthy. Joseph Smith never taught anything like this at all, ever. The only hope of glory for anyone is Jesus living inside the Christian. And we quote Colossians 1.27, where it says, To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Any glory that we have any hope of is if Christ is living in us. Polygamy or nothing else makes us worthy to enter God's celestial glory. It's grace alone in Christ alone that makes us worthy. So that's the last of the questions, and Joseph Smith failed rather miserably, I would say. He would never have passed the temple never. recommend questions. He would not have been allowed to enter their temples if he were here today. Exactly. Now let's go <clears throat> very quickly to the sociopath. Mm -hmm. um, and you maintain that he was a sociopath, and you list 10 red flags that could save uh, a person from being swept under the influence of a charismatic nut job, you said. <laughs> what yeah. are those 10 points? That's actually the uh, site, the <coughs> website. <laughs> where you can, um, sociopaths are charming, and apparently he was charming because uh, every woman was bowing down to him, and um, if there were a trough, all the men would be feeding from it. So he was very charming and convincing. Sociopaths are uh, spontaneous and intense, more intense than other people. And anytime Joseph needed a, a, a revelation, whether it be to Zion's camp, I need a revelation, let's quick get one. You know, he, had, he was very intense and 
and spontaneous about getting a revelation. Sociopaths are incapable of feeling shame, guilt, or remorse. And that's uh, Joseph Smith to a T. <laughs> Sociopaths invent outrageous lies about their experiences. You can just look at and the... And he did that uh -huh. for sure. First vision, and <clears throat> most people lose their memory as time goes by. And with the first vision, he gained an enormous amount of remembrance. Hmm. Sociopaths seek to dominate others and win at all costs. Sociopaths tend to be highly intelligent. Sociopaths are incapable of love. Sociopaths speak poetically. Sociopaths <clears throat> never apologize. Sociopaths are delusional and literally believe that what they say becomes truth. And, uh, and Joseph Smith appears to have fit into each one of those red flag he had, they, um I researched this about a year ago and talked yeah. to you about it. Yeah. It mm -hmm. does. It hits his nail right on the head. And we put the link on the screen mm -hmm. um, of where she got this information so our viewers can go to that link and you can look at and, and probably Google sociopath and come up with it yourself. Now, we mentioned at the beginning of show number one that we got these questions, or the, uh, the, the current temple questions are not the same as the temple questions that first came into existence, but they didn't come until 1857 during the Mormon Reformation, and that was long after Joseph Smith was dead. But we thought, just for the fun of it, while Joseph Smith was here, there were no temple questions. But let's read the questions that they were asking in 1857 and see, you know, just, just for the fun of it, compare the difference of what they asked then and what they ask today. Okay. So why don't you read the first four? Have you committed murder by shedding innocent blood or consenting thereto? Number two. Have you betrayed your brethren or sisters in any time? Three, have you committed adultery by having any connection with a woman that was not your wife or a man that was not your husband? Four, have you taken and made use of property not your own without the consent of the owner? Okay, and of course they had to answer all these questions right. Have you cut hay where you had no right to or turned your animals into another person's grain or field without his knowledge and consent? Number six, have you lied about or maliciously misrepresented any person or thing? Have you borrowed anything that you have not returned or paid for? Number eight, have you borne false witness against your neighbor? <laughs> Nine, have you taken the name of deity in vain? Have you cut covenanted anything not your own? Have you been intoxicated with strong drink? Have you found lost property and not returned it to the owner or used all diligence to do so? Have you branded an animal that you did not know to be your own? And number 14, have you taken another's horse or mule from the range and rode it without the owner's consent? Have you fulfilled your promises in paying your debts or run into debt without prospect of paying? 16, have you taken water to irrigate with when it belonged to another person at the time you used it? <laughs> 17, do you pay your tithing promptly? Do you teach your family the gospel of salvation? 19. Do you speak against your brethren or against any principle taught in the Bible, Book of Mormon, Book of Doctrine and Covenants, revelations given to Joseph Smith the prophet, and the presidency of the church as now organized? 
And number 20, do you pray in your family night and do you pray with your family night and morning and attend to secret prayer? Do you wash your body and have your family do so as often as health and cleanliness require and circumstances will permit? And number 22, do you labor six days and rest or go to the house of worship on the 7th? 23, do you preside over your household as a servant of God and is your family subject to you? 24, have you labored diligently and earned faithfully the wages paid you by your employers? Do you oppress the hiring in his wages? 26, have you taken up and converted any stray animal to your own use or in any manner appropriated one to your benefit without accounting therefore to the proper authorities? And then it says, <clears throat> in answer to the above questions, let all men and women confess to the persons they have injured and make restitution or satisfaction. Teachers, missionaries, and other officers in the church are not at liberty to pry into that the sins that are between a person and his or her God. But each, let each person confess to the proper authority that the adversary may not have an opportunity to take advantage of human weaknesses and thereby destroy souls. So we only have about a minute left here. These were 26 questions. What's wrong with the Ten Commandments? Why I guess they were they too simple. To, uh, they were too simple? Mm -hmm. uh, that, that's not good enough to live the ten. They have to come up with 26 questions showing, of course, that the Mormon God changes with the times. They only have 15 questions now, still more than the ten. <laughs> that's true. But the biblical God remains the same throughout all generations. And since God does not change, we need to know there's something wrong here somewhere that this is going on. If polygamy were required for eternal glory, as Joseph Smith taught, it is still required for eternal glory. It hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. if, it, if it isn't required now, then it wasn't required then. Joseph Smith did do a good job of duping people, didn't he? He certainly did. And if he had not started polygamy, look at how many sweet individuals would not be hurt today. And so many people continue to be hurt in, you are hurt coming out of Mormonism, the LDS Church. So many people that I talk with coming out of polygamy are being hurt. Mm -hmm. um, and it just, it's just um, unbelievable, like you say. Well, thank you. You're we're we're out of time again. It goes fast at thank end, but you. I want to thank you for coming. <laughs> I want to say Matthew chapter 12, verse 6, Jesus told the people that one greater than the temple was here, referring, of course, to himself. Their temple was later destroyed, never to be rebuilt, because one greater than the temple had come. In fact, the New Testament teaches us that those who are biblical Christians are the temple of God, and that God does not dwell in temples built by human hands. So why all these Mormon temples? Why the wasted money? Why the wasted time? Why the wasted effort? And more tragically, why the wasted eternities of those who trust their temple work more than they trust the one who is greater than all of their temples ever were? We realize that the temple is sacred to this culture, but the Bible, it, it is categorized merely as dead works. See you next time on Polygamy, What Love Is This? This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? This program is a production of A Shield and Refuge Ministry and Main Street Church of Brigham City. 
You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again.